Hey guys, this is John and Austin. Welcome to another episode of the Meat Logistics Podcast presented by Waltons. Let's hop right. First of all, let's not hop right into it. You look good today. You look very stylish. Very. You look like you feel comfortable. Like you could do some athletic movements. Very comfortable. Yeah. I wish I had a witty comment, but I got nothing. Yeah. So we I, have our new uh, performance hoodies on, and they are super comfortable. Uh, perhaps maybe a little bit too warm. Oh, it's toasty. I'm already getting a little toasty, mm-hmm. and we're about to eat a bunch of stuff. So yeah. it's probably going to have to come off midway through. Off, yeah. yeah. Who's going to get a stain on theirs first? Me. No, uh, I probably already have. <laughs> I, oh. I uh, I get on my son all the time for like wiping greasy fingers on his clothes, <laughs> but I do it. I'm just like, Ugh. and we've got food sitting out here that might have already kind of snacked on a little and, bit and a little yeah. greasy for sure. Yeah, I'm wiping it everywhere. All right, yeah, quickly catch everyone up. Why why the burgers exactly? Do we even really know? I don't think we really even know. <laughs> I think we, we talked started... about fast food for yeah. uh, we... a, a, a minute maybe, and then we all were like, well, let's bring in our fast or favorite fast food burgers. So we split them into three. So everybody's got one of each person's choice. Let's go around first. I went plain, classic, double quarter pounder with cheese. Very surprised to learn that those always come with pickles and onions. I assumed they didn't because I don't ever I remember getting them do. without it. So I, I don't think they do either. Right. I don't think they do. Yeah, they do. I don't think they do. Every McDonald's At least, burger I think comes this is a standard mistake. with pickles, onions, ketchup. I don't mustard. think that's accurate. The things I don't want on it is their standard. That's why, like, growing up, I avoid... McDonald's burgers. A hundred percent I'm the same way. I think I talked about it. Like I used to have yeah. those chicken wraps. I like their Big Macs, but then I was like, well, but then I kind of don't want pickles. And then growing up, I was like, well, I definitely don't want onions now. And I wasn't smart enough to be like, hey, don't put those things no, 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 on. No, no. just it, like, well, it comes with How it. many times are you going to get burned? You know? Right. We've that? tried that. It, or or someone goes, you're not, what are you not getting? I go, no, no, no. Wait, I'm actually, uh, let me get, I'm getting a 10 piece <laughs> nug. Change I just it said it weird. Change yeah, it yeah. Oh, yeah. Change it up entirely. <laughs> Chicken nuggets. Yeah, can't can't do wrong. All right. And what did you get? The ultimate jalapeno bacon cheeseburger from Spangles. From Spangles. I think mine is the biggest burger because it's a tri- it's a triple patty. <laughs> How many Spangles are there outside of the Wichita area? I think it's like only Kansas. Did so we look up really Spangles? Count? No, we didn't. Dang. We looked up Freddy's, right? Freddy's and Brahms. And it was. A surprise to me, at it least. Was. Freddy, there's a Freddy's lot of Freddy's just nationwide. Oh, there's a, Do you want to take a guess at how many Freddy's there are? We know the exact number. 237. 510. Dang. <laughs> right? All right, and Patrick, what'd you go with? Uh, Brahms, four cheese cheeseburger. Um, not only is it super close by, you know, I I hit up these restaurants almost every day. And then, um, so I kind of know... Price point, this is kind of what you want, even if it's a single patty, uh, but you could upgrade, you know, your value menu um, for like what it doesn't even cost. You could just get the, the chocolate shake, whatever kind of ice cream in there, make it a shake. Um, but uh, yeah, good traditional flavor. But mine actually came with a sauce as well. I get on the side. It's the Brahm sauce. And if you know, you know it. Uh, they make it in-house. Uh, and I'm not a pickle guy, as I said, but this has actual pickle juice. So part of it. So I guess I'm oh, either in the lie. sauce. Yeah. Okay. So we've all agreed that the sauce is only for the Brahms burger because that's what it came with. All right. So let's start it in order of most basic to that Brahms one. Uh, so let's try the quarter pounder first. Double quarter pounder. Oh, sick. The bun on it looks the best, if that counts for it anything. Really does. It does count. Yeah. Here's me. Cool. I, do, I don't like any of the stuff on it. Oh. It's just what fast food, like, in my <laughs> mind tastes like. Like, when I think of fast food, this is the taste I think of. 
It was flashing back to me as a kid going like, Mom, they got it wrong. I want to know if their burgers are 100% beef or if they've got fillers in there. 100% beef, no fillers. Do you remember when they tried? We talked about it. They tried to trademark the words 100% Angus patty so that they could so, put whatever they want in there and go, yeah, but that's our 100% Angus patty burger. Like, that's the trademark of it. So, pretty, pretty dirty trick. I remember the summer or two when Angus was thrown, thrown around every every five seconds. Like, every burger was an Angus burger. I'm like, wait, I don't taste the dip. Is yeah. it, what's this Angus beef? What? It's going to be ridiculous, but that's going to be hard for me to admit that either one of these is better than that. I mean, that's good traditional flavor. The the patty's never the problem at McDonald's. It's either condiments or, I mean, I take it back. It's only condiments. What else could go wrong at McDonald's? So. We already said it had the best looking bun. All right, let's move on to Austin's monstrosity. This looks fantastic. Can we talk about this? This looks great. No, I just want to eat it. Oh, <laughs> I see jalapeno. Ultimate jalapeno bacon cheeseburger. I mean, that there's onions then on it too, but I get you what you need now. Three three patties. They're like large. a caramelized onion, though, too. It's not just here you go. That's oh, very good, but that tastes more like a burger I would make for myself at home. I was gonna say that tastes like a real burger, right? <laughs> Which is not what I'm looking for when I'm <laughs> eating fast food. I want that not you, real food taste. You, you want the taste of early death? Like, listen, I'm actually really <laughs> concerned that eating that. Double quarter pounder the other day is going to send me right back down a path of just eating like fast food and all that stuff. I'd cut this out completely from my diet. Hold on. I got to write down taste of early death <laughs> for the name of my next metal band. Of course. It's always the name of his next metal band. It just, yeah. To me, it tastes more like it should. I don't know. The, the McDonald's burger is not bad, but it just tastes more like a burger. Does have a good mix of salty and sweet there, though, with the the barbecue sauce and a little bit of heat on the back end with the jalapenos. I like the jalapenos, but I think they overpower everything else. Like all I'm getting is the jalapeno. There's like a double layer of jalapenos in there. Is a lot. Yeah. The okay. bun is super buttery. <laughs> yeah, it's much better when you take all the jalapenos off. Like you can actually taste the meat more. My stomach already feels bad. Man, oh, man, you're going, you're finishing these. You're not just sampling. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I already ate my fries. You already, that was a large fry. Dude, the fry costs as much as the burger. I'm Dude, not surprised. Isn't that wild? I started eating fries from Spangles like once I ordered and then came back. And so it's been, it's been like 30 minutes now. And I still haven't finished mine. You finished yours in nine minutes. I have a problem. Okay. <laughs> we all know this. It's just a panic of, ooh, I got to get that next bite in there. <laughs> it's going to go. All right, we ready? We're going to go for Patrick's. Patrick? All right, let's hit it. So I'm, I'm strangely most excited for this because four cheese, and I didn't know there was a thing such as Brahm sauce. Also, just look at so, the amount of cheese on there. I know. It's, it's ridiculous. Good. It's a really original take on a fry sauce. Um, yeah. Let me know what you think. Oh, that's pretty good. Mm. Minus the residual jalapeno heat that I'm trying to get rid of. 
I should have taken my first bite without that. But with that, with his Brahm sauce, mm. that is excellent. Yeah, I, I make, make it myself, yeah. <clears throat> that is very good. I'm going to try just the patty. To me, that's like the most important part is like just what does the beef yeah. itself taste should've like? Should have got a Discreet. double. Company card, should have got a double. It's <laughs> how bad am I going to feel later is the most important part. I don't know. Pretty plain. I'd say the beef on that one tastes the plainest. Right. But the point of that burger, I think, is the cheese and the sauce. Yeah. Which both of those. If we were to nail it, Frankenstein, the best version of all three of these together, the Walton or Walton's, the McDonald's bun. Well, yeah, McDonald's mm-hmm. bun. Well, who's got the best beef though? McDonald's beef, Spangles, Spangles beef. Okay, with the the, the cheese the, from the four cheese from Brahms and sauce. And sauce. Okay. Oh, well, there you have it. From now on, we just have to go to three different places to order a single burger. Just be like, hey, I just need the ingredients. <laughs> My stomach is already expanding. <clears throat> I'm going to be sleepy. Eat some more fries. Yeah. Will do. I meant to leave some for myself, but I did not. So congratulations. You can reach over. All right. So why have you not finished those two? Patrick, let me see your plate. Oh, dude. Let me see your plate. It looks like a person that picked apart. Oh, good lord. (laughs) There are starving kids in Africa, guys. These are gross. I wanted to leave bits so I could go back. Okay. And like. Fair enough, but you're going to eat them. No. Okay. Well, then bring them up here, Patrick. No, I touched them. So, It's a good thing we didn't do it the other way. Because I'd have been disappointed if we ended on the McDonald's burger. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) <laughs> taking a bite of that again after the Brahms one sound the Brahms the Brahms one destroys that yeah it's what he's bad, trying to do is make me eat the rest of his burger no I'll st- I'll st- I don't mind if you don't finish I will tell Leo the next time I see him that daddy doesn't clean his plate either so <laughs> you don't you don't have to do anything daddy doesn't know you. I, I'm good at cleaning plates. I clean my plate and his plate and Jim's plate. <laughs> I eat three meals every I imagine every time. that's a danger of being a parent. This is horrible. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I have to eat that. I get done eating, and then I'm like, oh, we can't, like, that's no good to, like, save now. Right. And I can't throw it away, and it's too good to give to the dogs. So, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to bite the bullet, and I'm going to eat this one. Nothing's too good for the dogs. At least not for Yeah, it depends on your dog. Dogs? Dog. Another dog oh, no, no, no. Right, say. That would have surprised me had you decided to go with another dog. No, uh, we're not getting. Well, I say that. I don't want another dog until the kids are old enough to take care of it. I had to go to the Kansas Humane Shelter, whatever, um, to look for a friend's dog. It was like the saddest thing I've done in months. Every one of those dogs, not everyone, but almost all of them, as soon as I walked in, put their nose up against the cage and looked at me with like the softest eyes. I was like, oh, I want to take you home so badly. And there was one that was like a Rottweiler mix. And then there was a tricolor bulldog in there, which is like super kind of like rare. This has got to come off too hot. Oh, Well, speaking of too hot, I still... 
Yeah, I just moved something around and there was just boop, a little hit of jalapeno again on the back of my throat. Yeah. And this is a bad plan because now I'm going to sniffle the whole podcast. Oh, great. But I've been doing better at that lately, yeah. I think. So we'll see. All right. So we got other things to eat. A couple weeks ago or a week ago, Austin brought this stuff. Do you even, what do you know about it? Nothing. I just saw it was a Chinese pork sausage. And I was like, that looks fun. Let's, excuse me, we're, we're all, we always eat something on the podcast. I'm like, well, let's get it and let's see what it, what it is. So it, we were going to eat it last week, but unfortunately it said that you had to cook it thoroughly. We didn't have time last week, so I just threw it in the sous vide today. It, that shocks me too because it, it's shelf stable to some extent because it was not refrigerated when I bought it. So I don't, maybe it's just to cook to get it to the traditional consistency or something? Yeah. I don't Ooh, it's know. got a little like stickiness to it. Is it sugary? Oh, not a fan. That's not bad, but immediately, not a fan. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't hate it. I'm going to eat more because I'm trying to figure out what the heck is going on here. Is. Yeah. Well, the flavor is soy. Teriyaki. Ooh. Definitely, hands down. But not regular though. The consistency no. is like it's not terrible, but the fat is like all rendered out. Squeeze one. There's liquid fat in there. Oh yeah, for sure. And that was only at 160, so I don't know. I don't understand. It's very dry, but very fatty. So the fat kind of adds moisture to it, but it's not like water moisture. It's just moist because of the fat. Remember we talked about like a week or so ago about Slim Jims, how I don't even think it's fat. I think it's oil. Could be. Same thing. Yeah. Like that seems more like oil than actual animal fat that was added to it. If it wasn't whatever that flavor is, I actually think I would like it. Like I don't mind the consistency. There's something off though. It's, just, it's kind of chewy. Mm. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not a fan. It's not bad. To be honest, if that was what I had sitting on my plate for dinner, I'd eat it and I'd be okay with it. But it's just not. There's a difference between something that's just like, eh, it's food. I'm going to eat it. Or, no, nah, this is good. I want that, to eat this. It is. Yeah. Stab it with a knife and then throw the whole knife, please. I just, you, you wanted a reason to stab something. Chinese style sausage. Read the name. Kam Yen Jan. Kam Yen Jan. Uh, product of the USA. No. Oh, so that. since it says, specifically says that, how much do you want to bet that the pork came from China, mm -hmm. but then they made the sausage here? What, what's, or what flavor? Teriyaki, best we can come up with. Um, ingredients: pork, pork fat, sugar, soy sauce. Um, going down the list: wheat, soybeans, oil, salt, alcohol, salt, grain, alcohol, sodium nitrite, sodium methorbate, and exactly beef collagen casings. Is. Hold on, Patrick's got it. I know exactly. We've all had this. This is one of those four and a half dollar uh, pork loins you get that you put in the, the slow cooker. And you let go, and it's usually like barbecue or teriyaki flavor. It tastes like that. Also tastes a little bit like 
the pre-made like blueberry pancakes that are frozen. <laughs> like that sweetness. I think I was with you on the first one. No, yeah, no, no, no. But you're not, you know, you haven't had enough of the second one to really. That's next level. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're talking about. I think the oil is the main problem. 6184 is the establishment number. So this was made in Washington by January Food Corp. I was going to guess that the pork isn't even, or the pork is from China. Everything was made in China and then it was packaged in the U.S. See, I was going to guess pig. Mm. I thought the pork was pig. That's actually surprising. I put in the establishment number because I was like, it's not going to say who's on here, but it actually does list the name on here. I don't know. I'm a, I'm gonna hold to my original judgment of it's not bad, but it's nowhere near good. No, I'm just not a fan of too many things in it. I kind of want to eat it raw. It's cooked. I don't think I will. I don't. You should. Shouldn't trust it. Yeah, no. Let's uh, let's throw those out. I'm not eating anymore. Well, okay. Now we'll go back to the previous conversation. That's at least dog food. You want to throw it out? Not my dogs. That would give my dogs tummy problems, hundred oh. percent. Yeah, I give two hundred pound dog with diarrhea. And yeah, your dogs are inside too. Fun. I give it to my dog. My dog's outside. Yeah, there you go. You probably love it. All right. Well, since you're not eating that, I'm gonna <laughs> take that, steal that from you. Okay. Um, look at the screen and tell me. Did you look at the post? Yeah, you did. Uh, that's what Mason said you looked like. We have this picture of this girl from uh, The Great Gatsby, and it is very similar wig what? style. Yeah, totally. It, it kind of does. He said it the other day. It's like, like the, the hair is coming down. Girls yeah. Movie. Oh, Made me laugh. My wife was listening to the last podcast, and the second that she heard you talking about the wig, she paused it and flipped over to YouTube because she <laughs> had to see it, and she was she was just dying. She thought that was hilarious. Well, that's excellent. But, I'm glad we made Jenny laugh. <clears throat> okay, uh, we've got some other things. Just like the <clears throat> excuse me, what? I said excuse me. I had excuse me. Uh, Denny O is a top poster for all of January. He had 308 posts. Closest was Possum at second with 165, Call Doc today, and then Process Head, Gus4416, ND Mike, C. Davis, uh, Sam and Master, and myself were all the only ones over 100. You were somewhere in the dozen? I'm not very high. Rep those units, dude. I know. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm the OG. Come on. That's fair. But I, was, I can still have rookie numbers, but I am the I am at member number one. So we went through once and found like the oldest poster who wasn't you, who is the oldest account who wasn't you, who's still posting. Um, and it was like Andy Coes. Yeah, that I'm sounds sure like. he. Yeah, he's one of the first. And I think I told everybody this, but just to re re reiterate. We were looking at things a couple weeks ago, and I was absolutely shocked by the number of people who were online who had been members for like a year. So they were online right then. They've been members for a year and had zero posts. Like nothing. They're just constant lurkers. Yeah. 
I and I get that though because I do that on other sites. There's like uh, two in particular that I follow. One I've only posted maybe five or six times, and I've been a member on it for years. There's another one zero posts. Have no intention of ever posting on it, um, but I'm on it at least three or four times a week. Um, not always daily, but regularly checking in. Just I like to read what's going on, but I don't really want to contribute. To each their own. Yeah, I guess that's true. I never post anything on social media or anything. I look at, yeah, well, fair point. But that, like, I don't want those people to post, and I want these people to post. So, yeah. All right. Uh, just something I found funny. Uh, Denny O sent me something because we were talking about those horses at that yeah. horse pool. So there's a couple different types of draft horse, um, and it also has the total weight pulled by the horse. So it's a Percheron, uh, which... A mature horse weighs between 1,900 and 2,100 pounds. A Belgian, which is 1,800 to 2,200. A Clydesdale, which is 1,700 to 2,200. A Shire, which is just 2,000 pounds every time, I guess. Um, and then a Brabant, which is 2,000 to 3,000 pounds. The Brabant can pull 8,500 pounds. That is pretty ridiculous. If you get two of those side by side, I bet it is exponential. So that would be awesome to see. Uh I think we talked about this last time, but I those Budweiser Clydesdale commercials, I don't know why they like get me like they do <laughs> with the puppy and the Clydesdales. It's like, oh, I, I get very I, yeah. uh, emotional with them. It's weird. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's me. So that kind of makes sense that it would be weird. Oh, excuse me. Um, other things. Uh, so you already would have had. Listen to the live stream by now, right? Yep, because it's coming out on Friday. Great live stream, huh? It was awesome. I thought it was actually our best one. Uh, <laughs> we gave away a... Dude, I died. <laughs> I'm not even here anymore. I'm pretty sure we gave away a leather apron. We definitely gave away a leather apron. Uh, we also gave away the prototype for the uh, Walton's 2,000 square inch digital dehydrator, uh, the one that we did all the testing on. Uh, we had that in here, so we're going to draw that, or we did draw that, however you want to look at this. The winner was... Wait, yeah, way to go. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, we will get that sent out to you. A um, couple other things. Uh, we've got some other units in here that may be getting replaced soon. Wait. Oh. People. Not people. Oh. Not people. Oh, you're talking about me. You're fine. Yeah. Absolute unit. We'll right? do your we'll do your <laughs> review tomorrow. You're fine. Don't worry about it. I thought you said people were getting But uh so over the next couple of live streams, we'll also have other things that we'll be kind of swapping out. Um so your chance to get your hands on some more Walton's equipment, whether it be slightly outdated or um with just like a different look or a, a prototype of it, um you can find out. But yeah, so keep going to the live streams for that. If you're interested in winning, if you're not, kudos to you. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> that house I wanted to buy is still on the market. Yeah. I've got to get mine sold. I was going to say, do you have to, uh, it's got to be an all cash offer. Have you started that process yep. yet? Well, what do you mean? The listing? No, we have everybody coming all set up to fix stuff. So the stuff we have to have fixed, like all that is scheduled. Wait, you're fixing before you even 
Uh-huh. Okay. <clears throat> There's a couple things that it like if we want it anywhere near the price point we want, you can't have a door that's chewed oh, like, holes all yeah. the way through, a bench with huge dog teeth marks in for no reason. I don't even know when he did that. I just came home one day and there's huge teeth marks in like our mudroom bench that's attached. That dog hates me. <laughs> he really does. But he gets to stay outside right now, so he's happy. Um, yeah. Anything else before we go on to meat matters? Nope. Okay. Uh, first story is unlikely allies want to bar JBS, the Brazilian beef giant from U.S. stock markets. A giant Brazilian meatpacking company is facing persistent opposition to its plans for a listing on the New York Stock Exchange because of concerns about corruption settlements, accusations of Amazon deforestation, and its growing market share in the United States. The proposed listing by JBS, the world's biggest meatpacker, has brought together American beef producers, environmentalists, and politicians from both major parties in a rare common cause. JBS is a leader in the American meat industry and has many millions of dollars in government contracts to supply meat for food banks and school lunches. The company announced last year that it was planning an initial public offering in the United States, but calls from the major investors to vote on the proposal have been or have delayed the move. Listen, until that very last bit there, that was the best I've ever read on this podcast. <clears throat> there was no stumbles. There was no wait. That doesn't make sense. I nailed that until that very end little bit there. So, oh well. Not bad. What can we do? <clears throat> so I am curious who is the most in opposition here because is it just people just angry in general at the meat industry or is it legitimate concern for JBS's practices? But if you if you want more transparency from a company, it would be good to let them have an IPO because then they have to submit certain documentation every year. Like there are things you yep. have to do if and abide by traded, if you're publicly sure. traded. So I would think that would be a good thing for people that don't like JBS. However, it's going to give them an access to a huge amount of capital. Like who knows how much that they could bring in from that. And then, you know, what happens is JBS buy Cargill? No. No, well, that wouldn't pass regular. Cargill's to, to take go, take a big four to a big three? Dude, wouldn't pass regular. They don't. When's the last time that the government stepped in and actually stopped? Like anything that's not communications. That's the only thing that they've done in the last like 10 years is stop cell phone companies from. Tell me who's bigger. Then what? what? What industries are that consolidated? Most industries are not that consolidated. Sure, they are. There's five cell phone carriers. Well, you said besides communications. Oh, okay. So we're removing it from my side too. I yeah. wanted to use it on my no. side. Um, the, that's a fair point. Anymore, they're just yes, there is like some consolidation on stuff, but not to that extent. Maybe look at like airlines there's only a few but there's still more than just yeah. three or four right um, and they're all failing <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you paid any attention to that stuff doors flying off there was one oh, okay. I, I see some headlines here and there but no not this really. one got me really bad because i've had this experience before when you're sitting on the wing and you're waiting to take off and you look out and you go that just doesn't look right well some lady actually said something she got a stewardess she's like there are no screws. She's like, there's five screw holes there. There's only screws in two of them. She's like, how is that? And the, lady, the stewardess looked at it and was, I guess, brave enough or smart enough to like 
tell the pilot, like, hey, you need to have someone go look at that. They looked, and yeah, no, somebody just didn't put the other three screws in. That's nice. I'm not flying, dude. I'm done flying. You, you still, your chances of having an issue flying are I less don't than think driving. that's accurate oh. anymore. It's okay. Ju- it's just because the sheer number of people driving and accidents there are, like, it, I, yeah. Did you see the Quantum. video of the engine on fire in the sky as it went over the the city no but that'd be pretty cool i mean i mean story story to tell as long as you're not on it eh. no that's like as long as you lifelong live. trauma probably live through it oh. have you not seen final destinations uh those people are yeah. all gonna die eventually now yeah. like death is gonna get them well we're all gonna die anyways regardless. you're all gonna die i want that to be made very clear i'm not convinced i'm dying yet okay okay uh Texas chicken farm engulfed for hours in massive blaze. A massive fire engulfed a chicken farm in Texas, demolishing the chicken coop with firefighters still working to extinguish the blaze on Tuesday. The Bryan Fire Department shared images of the fire, which showed huge flames and a giant plume of smoke at Feathercrest Chicken Farm, which is owned by MPS Egg Farms. If you look at that picture, oh, you can't see it. Look at this picture. It is enormous. Wow. I mean... Hopefully they're all roasted to perfection. Spice. That was mean. That was mean. Dang. But yeah, it took a, a hundred firefighters. I mean, at the time they published this article, they were still going. If you scroll down even further, there's a, a picture during daylight that shows the amount of smoke coming up, and it is just unreal. I mean, that's insane. That smelled delicious. I had to have. Oh, right. it had <laughs> to have. Because you know, you probably most of that's like untreated lumber, anyways. So you've got good wood smoke. You've got the chicken going. So you're telling me they were hickory smoke. Yes. (laughs) Um, We were mixing up. uh, We did another. What is going on? I'm sorry. Uh, New watch. It's dinging. I don't know how to turn it off. New watch. Who says, hey, you said uh, I was getting uh, headphones. I don't know. They didn't ship with it. They're not coming for like a week or two. Oh, wow. Can you tell Mike McDaniel up there to chill out on his cell phone? (laughs) (laughs) What he said, it's actually, he's got a hoodie, he's got the glasses. That's pretty good. Do you know who Mike McDaniel is? I have hair. Oh, burn. You need a vape? Hold on, two seconds. Mike McDaniel has the same amount of hair as you. No, he has more hair than I do. Oh, okay. If I'm him, I have hair. I thought you were trying to say you were better than him. No, those those hat guys, though. You know, you can never tell. You can never tell. Um, I don't even remember where we were. Member. Member berries. Member. We were talking about something. Ah, member Motley Crue. Chicken. (laughs) Oh, all right. So we did more of that bacon. Uh, the beef bacon stuff. Where is that video? Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, it's on the SD card. So still, you haven't done anything. Oh no, okay. we just shot it yesterday. That's not. Wait, was it yesterday? No, no. The thing we put in the tumbler? No, 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 no. The one that he and I already ate. Oh no, yeah, for sure. Okay, that was last Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, okay. That, so that's a little bit. Yes. Okay. So eventually that will come out once he's gotten it off the SD card and be gone. Well, I was like, looking at it, I was like, Wait. Hey, I, I was like, I did something with it. I took footage from that for, in the, Patrick's, for the dehydrator video. In Patrick's defense, I sent him yesterday morning. I came in early two days ago. No, it was yesterday. Uh, I sent him a, like, I'm like, hey, here's a priority list of things I need you working on. And those were all done by the end of the day yesterday. So, um, but yeah, so what we're doing is we're taking different cuts of beef or whatever, 
and we're trying to make bacon out of it. So yesterday we were doing a different cut of beef um, and I was mixing up all the cure and it looked like the most delicious beer I've ever seen. Like it was perfect dark gold color. It had nice foam at the top from after I was mixing it. It really almost had me drinking. I was like, maybe it tastes like beer. We don't know. But no, I did not. Oh, excuse me. All right. Uh, Wagyu beef added to Washburn Rural High School cafeteria. I mean, come on now. This is ridiculous. We're feeding high school kids Wagyu beef. Yeah, so what's... They spell so some, some local students are soon getting some of the highest quality beef in the state for school lunches. This semester, Wagyu beef is an option for students at Washburn Rural High School. For many, this beef is preferred because of its high degree of marbling, which gives it a richer texture and flavor. The meat comes partially from Japanese beef cattle, which is extremely rare in America. USD 437 is working with Booth Creek Wagyu out of Manhattan, who is pleased to get students the nutrition they need for each school day. The owner of the company values doing business with schools, and he wants to give back to the community, and we're getting such a good price. It's extremely affordable, and it's high-quality product. I want to know what extremely affordable is. I do, too. I still, and yeah, horrible on me, but I haven't, I still have not gone to the seafood shop to whatever it's changing to which is uh owned by booth creek wagyu out of manhattan that right. the story's about i need to go try their stuff still but um it says they're sampling the wagyu this week so is does this does it mean like are they actually like doing like full meals with this no i'm pretty sure they're getting full meals because that seems crazy unless the guy's just like it's out of the goodness of your heart type of deal Wanting to do something, I I wouldn't think that that's the best use of taxpayer dollars to go buy Wagyu beef. I would agree, but I don't know. Don't know what the details of it are. You would think that being a public institution, that all of that is public record, and you can probably find it out. If it's not truly public, you should be able to submit like a Freedom of Information Act request. Right? Are it, you angry enough to do any of that? Probably not. Definitely not. No. No. But I don't know. It's in Kansas, so my tax dollars are going directly to it. And this place is tax or tax mm. dollars. So not only your personal ones, but yeah. uh, this one probably a bigger deal. But it's it, the property taxes absolutely on this insane. Yeah. yeah, it's nuts. I don't. Yeah, I hate taxes. They're the worst. Story and argument for another day. Yeah. Um, all right. Can't click on the next article, but it's uh, Utah beef producers' new facility focuses on sustainability. And it's expected to create over 100 jobs. I could click on it from my desktop, just not from this one. Hmm. Uh, but interesting that you're starting to see words like sustainability, uh, environmental, environmentally friendly, conscious, things like that creep their way into the meat processing world as well. Uh, to a certain degree, you've seen it in ranching for a while. People have been really excited about regenerative farming, things like that, uh, which makes sense because, you know, Regenerative farming is an old school way of doing it that focuses on the microbial health of the soil, right? So that that makes sense. Like it's going to give your plants, or I'm sorry, it's going to give your animals better vegetation to feed on, healthier animals, less antibiotics, all that stuff makes sense. But once we start talking about the processing, when we start talking about sustainability, I just, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it has the same opportunity there. 
Like I, I care how my beef is uh, raised. I even care how my beef is slaughtered to a to a certain degree. I don't necessarily care about the sustainability of them cutting it into steaks, right? Like what, is, water usage is that what we would be thinking of? Yeah, what is a big enough? How how does sustainability even come into the equation in that right. scenario? I don't see the opportunity for it that I see in ranching. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. Technically, everything probably has a little bit to it, but it's probably so minuscule that it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's another one of those. Uh, have you considered the cloud? Like, nobody, you don't know what that means. I know what that you means. know what that means, but like the average person, when oh yeah, we're having these problems at work. Oh, you should try using the cloud. Like, shut up. You have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. All right. Uh, why U.S. chicken and pork prices will fall when soy-based diesel ramps up? Do you want to take a guess why? Just yes. without reading the article. Uh, sorry, I was in the act of sneezing. What is the question again? U.S. chicken prices to fall thanks to green fuel boom is the headline, but it's why U.S. chicken and pork prices will fall when soy-based renewable diesel ramps up. Just lower transportation costs? Ah, there you go. So it, it, all it could have said is as gas prices go down, cost of everything else goes down. Yeah, that's, to be honest, uh, I don't know. At least... It depends on what it is, but just a one one way transit cost seven to ten percent of your of your price is yep. transit, but that's that's one way. So that's like um, uh, goods and services and stuff. Everything that in, that Walton sells, we sometimes bring stuff in locally, sometimes from overseas, and sometimes, to be honest, it's it's through multiple channels. It's not like um, I guess two examples. Um, two best examples would be probably like a piece of equipment that we get from China, a meat grinder comes in from China. We have to pay to haul containers in and then it has to ship, um, by rail or truck to us here in Wichita and all of that goes into the product price. Uh -huh. But then also the shipment from us to the end user then goes in the product price. The only two, two, two ways there. But then you also have to think, well, what about our manufacturer in China and how the stuff gets kind to them. Big, right. There's transit there. Look at um, Excalibur, all of our like packaged seasonings. Um, Excalibur is getting stuff from different suppliers who are getting stuff from whoever's growing the different spices and things. And then it's coming to us and then it's going out. Like there's multiple stops in transit. Your transit cost ends up being a large chunk, very large chunk of all your product prices. Yeah, when we were meeting with one of those website people last week um, about the international getting, stuff, yeah, uh, they mentioned like VAT taxes, and I know what a VAT tax is, so that's why I asked him like, "Hey, can you explain how you calculate that?" He couldn't at all, really, or didn't in the way that I was wanting him to. But now imagine adding a VAT tax to something like that. So not only do you have to pay for transportation each time, but it's taxed each time. Yeah, so look at the stuff we bring in from China for like meat grinders. <coughs> meat grinders are taxed at a twenty nine percent tariff rate. Yeah. So everything is also then immediately twenty nine percent higher. If you got rid of goodness transportation costs and tariffs on the stuff we bring in from China, uh, people would pay half. 
right. less than half maybe at times of what they pay now. Yeah. Uh, whole government was supposed to run on uh, tariffs. So just want to remind everybody that. Uh, but no, that isn't actually the only reason that they see uh, the pork and uh, chicken prices specifically as falling. It's because there will be a byproduct of this soy biodiesel that also will able to be used in feed. You want your pork eaten fuel byproduct? It depends. But yeah, it doesn't really matter. Like this is fuel byproduct, right? This plastic. Yeah, it could plate. be that that it sounds bad. Right. That could be really bad, or it could just be like, yeah, whatever. It's yeah. fine. It is what it is. It probably will be uh, nothing. But uh, the federal government's <clears throat> role in those TikTok ads for milk and pork. This is from Politico. Uh, recently, there's kind of been a big thing where influencers on TikTok are responding to these ads telling people to eat like more meat. They're trying to get them to understand the benefits of a, a healthy, balanced diet. They call pork in one of them like a mood-enhancing something, mood-enhancing food, maybe, protein, something like that. Hmm. But it's just like, do you remember uh, beef, it's what's for dinner? Of course you do. Uh got milk like all of those were government funded right it wasn't like well i don't know beef checkoff is that technically a government uh, i don't think that's technically government to be honest i don't know where they get all their funding um so some of it has to be government based because some of it is like kind of like a tax on the sale of animals but I honestly don't really know for sure where where all the different funding for it comes from. Um, pull up their website and see if it's a quick, easy answer or not. Oh, sorry. After eating the equivalent of two fast food meals, my belly was pushing out uncomfortably, <laughs> so I went and got a bigger thing to wear. Do you need to go switch out for an extra large? I might need to quick? go take a nap. I am exhausted after that. Whew. I can't believe. You waited, or well, you didn't wait to make fun of me more on air because you had you had a, you had a good good little oh, jab before we no. <laughs> before we started. I was complaining that John John thought I was fat because he got me an extra large hoodie, and he was like, "No, no, no, hold on." He's like, "I know you're fat." <laughs> uh, but some of the latest ads show women marathoners boasting about chocolate milk's recovery drink status on TikTok, cattle ranchers. Joyously sharing their land with rock climbers on Instagram and a young woman dancing to pop tunes appears to be shocked to hear that pork has mood bo or boosting powers. Powers, that's what it was. The new wave of social media is resurfacing longstanding concerns about the organizations that created them. Promotional groups managed by government-appointed boards paid with hundreds of millions in government-mandated fees on farmers and overseen by officials at the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Known as checkoff programs, they have faced criticism about accountability and efficiency or efficacy. Yeah, efficacy, sorry. As well as doubts about the federal government's role in promoting meat, dairy, and other agricultural products to consumers. I bet you that Politico doesn't complain about when they push veganism and vegetarianism. I'll bet you there's no complaint there. There was an article that came out from, God, I wish I remembered what it was. Um, Weird name it, for a publication. Right? God, I wish I knew what it was. Actually, that'd be a great <laughs> name for a publication. All you do is try and answer like difficult questions. Uh, 
but the headline was growing your own vegetables has five times the carbon carbon footprint of <laughs> of industrial farming and the main response to it was anyone trying to convince you not to grow on your grow your own food is not your friend like how did someone come up with those numbers? Who knows? Don't do it yourself. You're killing the planet. Right. You're sick. And then also, though, we're going to complain about industrial farming, too. Well, you know. But don't do it yourself. Just everyone, promise everyone. We're going to be cool. good. We'll do it for you. Cool. We'll control your food. Don't worry about that. Finally, someone's making it easy. I'm telling you, I'm tired of... <laughs> Someone's someone's being proactive about it. This is good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, how many times I get in an argument with myself, not knowing what I want to eat, <laughs> so that you're just going to be told, "Here are the bugs." Twice. This I've, is what you get. Twice I've pulled through a drive-through this this week, and I go, they go, "Oh, terrible. Why can I help you? I'm going to get it." And I go, <laughs> <laughs> and I just slowly pull away. <laughs> you order nothing. I, yeah, I just go somewhere else. I wonder I just, if that like, messes them up. Nah, they are fine. They don't care. They don't. I don't mean emotionally. I mean like with their count. <laughs> no, or I know. Something. No, no, no. Yeah. Jokes on them. It's not really. It's not. No. There, there used to be an oh. old SNL skit with you know what I'm talking about. No, I'm so mad. I forgot to tell you. Okay, that. there used to be an old SNL skit with uh, David Spade and Chris Farley where they were in a car and they'd pull up to the the drive-through. They'd pay for it and then they'd kind of look at each other and snicker and just peel out and take off. <laughs> Like the joke was the, joke the opposite was, yeah. of like, you know, taking the yeah, food and yeah. running. They're paying ah, for it, not taking the food. Like, I don't okay. understand, but it used to make me laugh so hard. I was in a Freddy's, okay, drive through. It has two lanes, right? It's kind of like four, four, five o'clock. So it kind of looks more like it's seven o'clock nowadays this time of year. Okay. And I don't know if that contributed to it or what. But anyways, I'm, I'm waiting. There's, there's a car in front of me and they order and it pulls through, and I go, cool, all right. Me, nothing. The guy next to me, though, he ordered. I go, okay, they go back and, you know, whatever. They don't have two people on it, back and forth. But then the guy after him pulls up, and 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 they ordered, right? Mm. And I go, okay. Now getting mad. something. All right, I go, and, and like in my mind, I go, dude, listen, this is, ne it's not going to happen. But I go, if I hear that guy talking, that next guy, I'm gone. Here they that guy pulls up. What can I get? That guy starts where I go, you gotta be kidding me, man. I pull I hit the reverse, you know, in a nice calm, like this would like make sure no one's behind me. And I, I pull up back up. I'm in the closed lane. It says it's like open or closed, and mine's just as plain as they just definitely not open. So I go, No, I'm already mad. I'm still mad. So I back out and I just slowly I go, so I'm going to your competitor. That's right, and I go to Burger King. I go to Burger King and I sit and I waited at a Burger King with one person in front of me for maybe 20 minutes while I saw an extra six people pull through that phrase <laughs> and get served their food. And on the on the front window, I swear to God, at Burger King, it goes, uh, please wait to give someone your money. We are coming. Like, it's just like, how long you want me? Nobody to be wants here, to dude? work anymore, yeah. man. Oh, so uh, just stay in the line. OK, <laughs> Um New hunting season could be on the way for sportsmen in Pennsylvania. It looks like a new hunting season could be coming for the Keystone State after Saturday's Pennsylvania Game Commission meeting. Soon enough, per the Game Commission's highlights of the meeting posted to the site, Pennsylvania may be able to partake in a wild pheasant season. 
The Post noted that there are two wild pheasant recovery areas in Pennsylvania and that in one of those areas, there's been a limited opportunity to hunt for young hunters who won drawings in the past. The Game Commission said that soon hunting pheasants in the state could be open to more hunters after it gave preliminary approval to measure that to a measure that will allow its executive director to decide whether the wild pheasant recovery areas will be open to rooster only pheasant hunting along with season length and bag limit ratios. We don't know that yet, but that's that's pretty awesome. I mean, showing recovery is possible. I kind of forget and take for granted at times that not everyone has pheasant hunting. Like, cause that to me, like pheasant hunting is like the best bird hunting there is. Yeah, I, I would agree. It's my favorite to go pheasant hunting, but it's cool that, yeah, it's coming along in other areas and giving people hopefully at least the chance to get out there and do it in their own States. Uh, feral hogs are causing issues for Missouri farmers. Here's what they're doing to remove them. Uh, they should just be slaughtering them as much as they can. Uh, Jerry Richards was a farmer in Washington County. Now he's a cooperative feral hog outreach educator for the University of Missouri County uh, Extension offices. Imagine that business card. Jeez. Right? That's a big one. Uh, his farm was damaged by feral hogs a few years back and says he's never imagined the damage that they do. I thought it looked like a football field after a Friday night game that was muddy. I had no idea how deep they would dig. Then when you try to do hay the following year, there are areas you just cannot get hay equipment over because it's too rough and it will tear your equipment up. So there's rooting through things like crazy, digging up, trying to go after roots and worms and also or grubs and all sorts of things like that. Um, you can see dramatic reduction, especially over here on the western side of the state. We're having a really good success. In 2020, we removed 12,600 feral hogs. In 2021, we removed 9,800. Then in 2022, in the 6,000 range. So that's a good reduction. I mean, if somebody can actually show that it is possible to reduce these, then you take whatever they're doing and export it to other areas. I mean, Texas and Oklahoma specifically are really getting banged up by these feral hogs. All right. Uh, McDonald's. How much would you think an expensive Egg McMuffin would cost? You saw it? I already saw the deal, so I know. But like, if if I was to go get a breakfast sandwich somewhere, I would think that it should be under $5. Yes. Actually, the last time I was at McDonald's, I got shocked by what a stupid uh, deep-fried potatoes. A uh, hash brown. Hash brown. Uh, what a hash brown. The hash brown was like three ninety nine. Yeah. I'm like, you've got to be at That sandwich should cost three ninety nine, but dollars uh, $7.29. That's just For insane. an egg McMuffin. It's Dude, not even a McGriddle. A McGriddle would at least be worth it because it has the best bun of all time. Like, <laughs> oh my God, a McGriddle bun is incredible. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. It can be nighttime. My son does not understand the concept of like breakfast at a place is a sure. certain time. We go out for like fast food and he's like, can I get some of the sweet bread? <laughs> is that what he's talking about? <laughs> yeah. McGriddle? Oh, he wants the McGriddle. They're so good. They should sell that at all just, hours of the day. Just that thing by itself. Yeah, I would eat that yeah. 100%. Portable pancake. So in my mind, like the the seven seven dollar, like how how is how's that sandwich like any different really than like a the Jimmy Dean ones you can buy frozen and I don't know what those call those are buy them in bulk for Sam's and they're two dollars a piece. I would say um, uh, egg McMuffin from McDonald's is better than the frozen stuff you get. Mm. I would say, oh, frozen. yeah, because if we have to do a 
A McMuffin, oh, though? Now we all get to make our... Now we get to make our favorite burger. Maybe. And then bring in a McMuffin. I would argue that if it was a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, yeah. biscuits are better. It's just it's a McMuffin. It's an English muffin. It's, yeah. Okay. I don't think so. But I don't know. But this was in uh, somewhere in Connecticut, and I'm sure <clears throat> transportation costs... Property cost and labor cost are really what what drove that. Your dad sent me an article that I cannot find. I know I put it in here. Um, there it is. Cut out the middlemen of your beef operations from agriculture. Uh, this is a Tennessee cattleman builds on a farm or builds on farm processing center to capitalize on local demand for his high quality product. Uh, I stopped everybody in our room and asked if you had an article written about you adding on to your business. And they didn't specifically call out what that business name was. Wouldn't you? Don't you think you'd be pretty mad at the author? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty angry. Um, but in the end, it is uh, Donnell Century Farms, and it's near Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, and basically, he had been unhappy with the, the style and the quality of the cuts he'd been getting for years. But he really couldn't do anything about it. He didn't control that. So then during COVID, he thought, might as well do it now. Now is the time. Um, he got some some assistance, some loans, I think, through the, the CARES Act <clears throat> and has opened uh, production and now is raising and slaughtering and selling his, his own beef, which I think we all know my f- thoughts on that. I f- feel like that is the way forward. Um, I think you'll see a lot more people taking up the the Crables method, right? Which is what this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I think they they do slaughter other things, obviously as well. Um, but yeah, Crables or these guys, Crables. I was going to say Crables will slaughter everything. Yes, I know. <laughs> I every time I meet somebody who's not familiar with this industry, I tell them the uh, ostrich story. <laughs> yeah, every single time. First time I went back to New York, I, I think I bored everybody with how much I, I was talking about that. All right. Uh, wild card. True crime cases where an owl, mountain lion, and other animals got blamed. So we all know the dingo ate my baby, right, Patrick? Yeah. Dingo. Of course. Dingo ate my baby. You don't know dingo ate my baby? That's no. crazy. I was thinking about that this morning. You were? Yeah, just that expression. Huh. Sigourney Weaver was in a movie about it. it was some lady was camping. Some family was camping down <clears> in Australia. She said she saw a wolf-like creature going out of the tent with her baby in his mouth and they thought she killed it um they eventually found the baby's like jacket near a dingo den and so she got like released and whatever she was in jail like they convicted her of it i have to sidetrack us for a minute go ahead um i forgot to tell you this but you know the pack of wolves that they released in colorado yeah tell me your brother saw them there's a chance i saw them no yeah so when we were driving out uh, it, for when we were never for the stock show. We oh, so you've drew, forgotten to tell also, me this for weeks. Yeah. 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 Oh. Um, I need to get the picture of it. My wife has a picture. Um, I don't have a picture. Um, but we were driving out into the mountains and we're going along, we're passing through this meadow and we're looking out and it's like, that's interesting. It's like, I was like, no, that's, that's, that's too big for a coyote looking at it. There's like a pack of them. There's like five or six of them. And, uh, Way too big, way too big for a coyote. Unless somebody's got like a pack of very large sled dogs or something like that. Like, I my only thought was that looks like a wolf. I don't, not an expert. Yeah, we got to get that picture. But 
like oh, ASAP. The, so the picture, I mean, we were very far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The picture is not great. Okay. So this is going to be like uh, Bigfoot uh, Bigfoot sightings. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I'm not going to, it's not like I have like conclusive evidence. Right. But now when you say the, unless somebody had a pack of uh, like sled dogs. Yeah. We talked about it like a year ago or so. Somebody who got in trouble in Colorado for shooting somebody else's dogs. Remember that? And it was like a pack of sled dogs that he had. Hmm. So it's possible that it was that. It's cooler if it was the wolves for sure, though. I was doing research on like where they let them go, where yeah. they've been sighted. And we were not in the county that they let them go in, yeah, but we were like right next to it. Oh, come on. They have, so. It's not like, they're, oh, we can't go over there. Yeah, they're going to go wherever they want. I figure they're going to travel some pretty good distances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they'll. I don't know. I, Wherever I need, the hunting is best. Need to do more looking and see if I can figure out yeah. what I saw, what I really That's think awesome. That's awesome. Um, so watch the Sigourney Weaver movie. Um, then we all know the owl from that Netflix thing, the staircase. Yep. It's that one. But then uh, Colorado man Barry Morfu blamed a menagerie of wild animals, including 85 chipmunks, a bull elk, <laughs> deer with horns, not antlers, but horns. Um, and a runaway turkey on his unusual behavior when police questioned him after his wife, Suzanne Morphew, disappeared in May 2020 and suggested that she'd been attacked by a mountain lion. He was charged with her murder, but in April 2021, days before Morphew's trial was scheduled to start, the district attorney asked that all charges against him be dropped. Morphew later filed a $50 million lawsuit accusing the prosecu prosecutors and local, state, and federal investigators of violating civil rights. From there, the investigation seemed to stall, but in September, the Colorado Bureau of Investigation announced that she had been her body had been found uh, and whatever but what was he blaming on 85 chipmunks a bull elk a deer with horns not antlers but horns that i feel like that one's important um and a mountain lion i don't know unfortunately if you just had like you can't have the story be so extravagant maybe people would believe it right but like that's just but it's what if not, that's what really happened? Like it's off the deep end of the deep end. Yes. Yeah. Maybe one chipmunk, but not 85. 85. How'd uh, you count 85 chipmunks? That too. They might to move around Maybe too he's fast. autistic. Like, yeah. <laughs> Rain Man counted all the toothpicks. It's possible. <laughs> Very possible. Um, man cuts off arm to uh, escape a caged bear attack. So this was in Ooh. Thailand. Uh, he was at a zoo. Bear got his arm somehow. And in, he said he didn't want to hurt the animal, so he used a pocket knife to cut off his crushed arm. No. Is that real or somebody just trying to go off of the, the 72 127 hours? hours? Oh, yeah, 127 Whatever it was. Hours. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember what it was. That's just... Yeah, no thanks, man. Dude, I don't that, know. If I have a pocket knife and a bear's got my hand or arm in its mouth, that bear's getting it. I don't care. Like, uh-uh. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, dangerous deep-fried... Starch toothpicks inspired by South Korea uh, food fat is now popular among China's young. So they're taking these toothpicks that are made out of some sort of like food starch so that they just like, you know, uh, <laughs> they go dissolve. apart. Dissolve. There you go. <laughs> they go apart. And then they're deep frying them and eating them. I, I mean, it's basically what? a fry. Yeah. Right. So I don't I don't think it's that bad. Uh, first ever sighting of a live newborn great white shark. How is that like a first? How right. have we never have? How have we never seen a newborn? Oh, they don't shark? know where they. They don't know where they mate. They don't know where they breed. 
Like, yeah, they know nothing really? about yeah the mating habits of a great white shark. They assume it's like super violent is maybe the wrong word because they always have like mating scars on them. What, what it probably is is they have to bite to hold on, right? Um, but yeah, weird. You would think we could send a camera down there and five feet it out. long. A newborn great white shark is Wait, five feet long. Do they, have, do they give live birth? Yeah. They're not a mammal, though. Nope. But they give live birth. Yep. That's weird. Almost all sharks do. There's like two sharks that give, like they, you can't call it an egg. Like they deposit it and it holds on to like seaweed or kelp. It develops there, but like almost all sharks give birth to live young. Weird. What would you, you would think it was an egg? I don't know. I just I did. I thought mammals were like kind of unique in that. I for the most part, yeah. But no, huh? Sharks do. Um, and then there was another shark attack in Sydney Harbor. I guess I didn't put it in here. I I told myself I didn't want to do it. They have video of that Maryland boy getting attacked in the Mm. the shark diving expedition thing and it's probably not something we should watch on the podcast i mean he doesn't die obviously but there's a lot of blood in the water oh, yeah. yeah let's skip it i might i got a very full stomach we don't need to yeah i'm gonna go home and take a push nap. on that yeah i'm exhausted anything else uh the only other uh breaking news and development is that uh chinese style sausage is not good in brahm sauce i, tr- <laughs> I tried that, that while we were sitting here I was wondering why you were cutting off another piece. I'm like, it's not good enough to just keep eating. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at stuff and I'm like, you know, this might make it good. And no, it doesn't. It's no. Don't try it. The camera on this new phone is ridiculous. Truly ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that is one other thing. I've got a half of uh, a rib roll in our dry aging cabinet. So we've done all the I mean, we've proven we can make sausage with that. No problem whatsoever. So now we're moving on to. How does it work as dry aging primal cuts? Sweet. We shall see. Excited. Go, go. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking out the Meat Jistics Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to Waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at MeatJistics.com. Waltons. Everything but the meat.